All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. darkness my old friend oh and he's back hello everybody welcome to dropping the gloves the reason i'm singing that song is because me and tim are zooming and he posted up in front of the brightest window in the world and i can barely see his face i mean witness protection uh, he's the darkness my old friend right tim john it's great it's great to see you back in action you uh, you were down for a few episodes it's good to see you you know bubbling again no i'm still super depressed trust me but I just took I took a lot of drugs today to to up my my mood. I'm just just teasing. But um, I think I'm in a good mood because we got to see each other face to face yesterday, Tim. That was glorious. That was fun. That was that was hard work. It was fun talking to the mic, Tim, so we can hear you. It was really fun, John. Yeah, I um. So I'm still renovating my home, my little kind of I don't know what you would call it, a house maybe. And I needed help putting in a big old window. I've done all the small windows myself. And this, how big was that window, do you think? Like eight feet by six feet, maybe nine feet by six feet? I don't know. Something like that. It was a pretty big window. And I needed help lifting it up. And Tim came over, threw his, threw his muscle into it. We got that window in. Looks pretty good. It was not, really heavy. Not, oh, man. It was really heavy. I was very appreciative of your help. So, yes. Very good. Thank you, Tim. Again. So, anyways, maybe that's why I'm in a good mood. Because I got to see my Timbo. A little bit. People don't like our bromance. I, I, I read some of the reviews sometimes. They're like, easy with the bromance, you two. I'm like, don't be jealous. Don't hate. Yeah, come on. Haters going to hate, Tim. What are you going to do? I don't need that negative energy in my life. I know. Stay out of it. But yeah, while we were doing windows, teams were falling left and right. 
this uh, this first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs hasn't been as exciting as the play-in rounds were. The level of competition, the just the intensity, I, I don't feel it's there like it was for the play-in rounds. So just, just from the last time we had an episode, the Hurricanes are out, the Blue Jackets are out, the Blackhawks are out. And there's a couple other teams that are just just barely hanging on. But I don't know. In those three series, I thought they would be a lot more competitive. I picked the Hurricanes to win. My heart picked the Hawks to win just because I'm, I, I like the Hawks. And then I also picked the Blue Jackets to win. And all three of those teams, the better team did win. Like the Bruins, the Lightning, and the Vegas Golden Knights are superior teams. But I thought they would have a little bit of rust. I thought there would be an advantage for the Blue Jackets or Hurricanes or Hawks playing a little bit. None of that. You, you didn't see any of that in the first round of those three series. And then they just they just got worked. Oh, and the Avalanche is over too, the Coyotes. Yep. They sang their last song. So that's that series is done too. So arguably the four top seeds in the NHL breeze through the first round, wouldn't you say? Uh yeah, I th- they did. And I don't think they would say that. I mean, they were they were a tough fought series, but ultimately they all went basically five games and it wasn't uh it was probably closer than the series score indicates, but the, the, the better teams are supposed to win in the first round, right? That's kind of why you have the, the, the matchups the way they are. Well, I, I will say the one series that was a little competitive, I guess the Lightning and Blue Jackets had their games. So did the Hawks and the Knights. The Bruins really showed their force in that series. After they lost and after Rask stepped away, they just pulled up their bootstraps and they really went to work. And they just dominated the Hurricanes from then on out. It wasn't even close. Like there was no ifs, ands, or buts about that series of who the better team was. It was the Bruins across the board. Even with Halak, Halak played great. He wasn't getting a lot of high, high volume chances against, but he still stood strong. He didn't play shaky. And they just dominated the game. Like they dominated the series. They had that one game where they had a little bit of a hiccup. Even the first game, they could have lost, rightfully so, but. Games three through five, they completely dominated those games. It wasn't even close in my in my mind. No, it wasn't. And they were just they were whole you know you know three four or five minutes at a time. The Bruins were just bringing the onslaught on. You can see them just all excited. You can see them feeling it. You know, there's one player we haven't spent much time talking about, and this is really the first time I got to spend some serious time watching it. But Andre Casa, uh, Kasha from who they traded yeah. for from the Ducks, he's yeah, really good. He's an effective player. He's doing he's doing a lot of little things small. Uh, the little things the right way, I mean, and he's he's in the right place at the right time. He's chipping the puck out. He's playing the body. He's got creating scoring chances. He's a really effective, like second third line player. Yeah, they. It's those little moves that the Bruins make that make them such a good team. Even like a guy like Charlie Coyle, oh who was gosh. good in Minnesota. Yeah, like he really was a good player in Minnesota. But man, is he effective in Boston? Yeah. I've seen a completely different player of him since he arrived in Boston. He, he does a little bit of everything. Whereas in Minnesota, he was just really a, a straight line player. He got up and down the ice fairly well. But man, does he do a lot in Boston. Even a guy like DeBrusque, he's a good, solid, solid player that you win series on because he's just a hardworking guy who gets the job done every single night. You know you're going to get out of him. So their GM has done a good job putting that team together. And they seem to be all on the same page. They're all pulling the rope. No one's really just wasting space. All four lines are rolling. I think that's the that's the common theme of the four teams that have already advanced: the Bruins, the Lightning, the Avalanche, and the Knights. They have four lines who can contribute on any given night. 
you look at the Golden Knights, that carrier and Reeves and whoever else they throw out there with them, that fourth line produces at a pretty good clip. They're always getting points. I would say every other game they put up a goal, which is great for a fourth line. Yep. So I don't know. This first round wasn't too exciting for me. I think the next round going forward, this is where you're going to see some pretty great matchups. The, the final eight teams are exciting, especially in the West. Man, it's going to be sexy matchups. Have you, Tim, you have a younger brother or an older brother? Younger. Have, have you ever been playing with your younger brother and you guys are just kind of like maybe just throwing the ball around or something, playing, playing something physical, and he, he maybe won some game or a match or something you were doing you were arm wrestling and he, he won one time has that ever happened and then he started to gloat a little bit yeah i mean he's he's bigger and stronger than i am so but when you were growing up you you pr- hopefully were bigger and stronger and then after that time where he really won one and he started to gloat you just laid the boots to him yeah you got to put him back in his place okay because that's that's what happened in the avalanche and the coyote series i feel <laughs> yeah. like the avalanche was the, the far superior, stronger, better looking brother. And the little brother and the coyotes took one game and the avalanche just woke up and like, Oh really? You think you got a chance? Really? And they just absolutely beat the tar out of the coyotes. They the really combined did. score of 14 to two. <laughs> That's a football score. That's two touchdowns versus a safety in two games. Like, are you kidding me? Like the Coyotes, they win game three and they're feeling good about themselves. Some of the articles are like, we can compete. You know, we're not just an also ran. We're a good team over here. We got some good pieces. The Avalanche probably just read that article in the morning. and They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. All right. We'll see you next game. They absolutely just destroyed, absolutely embarrassed the Arizona Coyotes to the point where it was 6 nothing. And the Avalanche, I think they just threw four guys out there for a while because they felt bad. They're like, we're just <laughs> killing you five on five. We're just going to play a man down for the rest of the game. They still tied it 1-1. Like, you, you know who's having a great series? Nazem Kadri. Oh, yeah. Four goals in the last two games, I think. So if you're the Maple Leafs, how, how upset is Dubas, but B, the team as a whole, you just watch your GM execute this trade. And I said it at the time. It's a terrible trade. You did. You Office. were right. What? You were right. You were right. But are you upset if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf player? Your mic is so low, Tim. I don't know why I can't hear you. I don't know why either. You can't really. I'm good. Is it is it the darkness in your room that's affecting your voice? I don't know. But if, you, if you're a, uh, a Toronto Maple Leafs player, are you upset at your GM? for executing this trade. And I'm not saying he torpedoed your season because he had good intentions. They needed help on the back end, but how upset are you when you're watching these playoffs and you're seeing Kadri, he's just such a big part of this team and he could have done that for the Leafs. He's the guy that you want on your team in the playoffs. He's built for it. He's perfect for it. He can score. He's got great. He's got sandpaper. He gets under the skin of opposing teams and make him, makes him take stupid penalties. I mean, yeah, and 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 we knew he was going to do well in Colorado, where he doesn't have to be the guy. Like he can, he can, he's still behind uh, Nathan McKinnon. He can just do his thing on the second line, and he's scoring, and he's he's executing. He's, I mean, it's it's a it's an exciting thing to see. He's um, leading the league in points right now. I think I think he's got eleven or twelve, which he's up leads there. The NHL. McKinnon, I think McKinnon's got thirteen. But either way, 
either I mean, way, like yeah. this is not a first line guy. He's barely a second line guy. I think he's playing third line for the Avs and he's tearing it up and you get Tyson Berry. I hate, I don't hate begging on the Leafs. I hate talking about the Leafs, but I like begging on him. Are you just like kicking your GM? Like, what are you doing, man? Tyson Berry was a, an afterthought this year. He was terrible. He said it himself. He didn't help us win. He probably lost more games than he won. That win against replacement. He couldn't have been high at all. So, man, what what could have been the Leafs? If they keep Jake Gardner and they have Nazem Kadri, they're a completely different team. Completely different team. Anyways, you can't there's there's no give backsies. There's no trade no. backsies. Like in my fantasy football league when I traded Patrick Coletta, Alvin Kamara for a couple of studs. He's like, Can we we trade back? I'm like, no, Patty. We cannot trade. He still doesn't talk to me, by the way. Because of that? Because of that. And I won the season too. <laughs> what a <laughs> what a bad trade by him. But anyway, so the Avalanche look insane strong. The Bruins look like they've got over that Rask little hiccup they've dealt with. The Lightning, they had the scare with that five overtime game and they completely take they took over that series and the Knights look just deadly. They look so good. So out of those four teams, is there any of the other four rounds of uh, that are going on? Are any of those winners going to be any competition for the four that are already through? It's going to be most likely the Canucks or the Blues, the Stars, the Islanders, and the Flyers. Can any of those four teams really make a dent in the final four? The Flyers can for sure. The Blues can. They have it in them. If, they move, if they're losing right now three to two in the series – I don't see Dallas or Calgary beating either of uh, those two teams in the West. Islanders, yeah. no. I would say generally no. I, if any of them, uh, Philadelphia. But generally no. I think it's going to be those four teams. Yeah, it's funny. These Islanders are really – I think they're the sleeper team so far where no one's really talked about them. But they've played really well since entering the bubble. Like they've played remarkably well. And they're handling the Capitals fairly – it's 3-1. to one. I know the Caps won last game. But it was still a close game. So if they can get by the Capitals the next game, game five, like they're a scary team. I don't know. They're, they're just a team that no one's talking about. And I could see them getting by any of the teams in the East, the Bruins, the Lightning, or the Flyers. So I don't know. I think the West is already locked up. The Knights and the Avalanche are too strong. They're too strong for the Canucks, the Blues, the Stars, or the Flames. I think those two teams are going to just – that'll be the Stanley Cup Finals. Do you remember back in the day – when it was the Avalanche and the Red Wings, they would meet in the Western Conference Finals all the time. Yep. And then it was almost like an afterthought. Whoever wins that series is going to win the Stanley Cup. Yep. I feel like this is this is has this written all over it. Whoever wins the Knights and the Avalanche series in the Western Conference will win the Stanley Cup. Because in my opinion, those two are the best two teams in the bubble right now. They're playing like it right now for sure. And speaking so of, of, of the, the nice, did you see uh, – there were some cool moments in the Blackhawks line, uh, in the handshake line after the game, and Laner's kind of embracing his former teammates, uh, which is cool. But they, this, little, this little moment, they, you might not have thought anything of if you watched it, but he's like – he's hugging all his guys like Kane and Boquist and the, all his Hawks teammates, and then he gets to uh, his Colleton, that the coach? Yeah. Colleton, formal handshake, barely makes eye contact, mm-hmm. keeps going down the line. You're like, huh, interesting. And then there's this little moment again uh, later in the game when they're or later in the evening when they're heading back down the tunnel and now all the Blackhawks players are kind of saying their goodbyes and uh, Kane and Taze are like standing by Colleton and he walks by and they both like don't even make eye contact with him. And if you watch it, you like, you know what I'm talking about. There's something there where I don't think they have a ton of respect for him, 
Uh, and from what I've seen online, I don't think the Hawks really want this guy back as their head coach next year. Kane and Taves brushed off Colleton? Yeah. Really? Yeah, if you saw the video, you'd know what I'm talking about. Well, I did not. But yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. Maybe he tried to kind of put his stamp on the team when he came in, and it just didn't jive with those two guys. So I, I have no idea. Hold on. We're watching the video now. Tim, this is amazing. Oh, I don't take anything from that. There's a f- there's a fed up Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane making no eye contact with Jeremy Colleton. They just lost. Maybe they were upset with who they put out there, the lines and anything. I wouldn't read too much into that. I don't know. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But when you lose in the playoffs, you're upset. You're not going to sit there and like, hey, coach, can you know what? That was a fun season. <laughs> it's just I think people read into everything too much. But from what I heard, Carlton was a pretty good coach. You know, he turned the team around after he got it from Q, and he did a good job this year. Like and those he, those young kids look great. Like Kirby Doc's looking good. Kubelik's is a stud. Boquist is coming up. Like he's not, he's not done like a junk job. And and no one, no coach could have taken could have beaten that Vegas team. You know, no, I th- I think he's done a really really commendable good job with the group of guys that he has. Like he doesn't have a massively talented team in the Hawks. And like we talked about before the playoffs, their defense is just a train wreck. Like they, they don't have a good decor. So. He's done, a, he's done a decent job. I, I, I envision him being back. I, I don't read into that too much. He, Taze is upset. He's a very competitive guy. He felt they should have won that game, which they should have. But um, what are you going to do? It is what it is, Carlton. I expect him to be back next year. The one thing that did bother me from that series was the game the Hawks won, game four or five, I can't remember what it was, Dabrinkat went in for an empty net, and Max Petrani absolutely two-handed him, right in, the, right in the hand, trying to break his hand. And it was the game was over. There was like 10 seconds left. And Pacioretty, a little baby, takes a two-handed full swing to Debrinket. And like he's uh, like he's just a just a terrible person. He's just a not a good player. It's like there's no reason to do that. The game's over. You're you're all about player safety and this and that and respecting everybody. Then you take a two-handed baseball bat swing to Debrinket's hand to almost like I'm surprised he didn't break a bone. He got he got fined by the league, I think something like 2,500 or something, but just a piece of, like, I, I, I want to say some words, but I can't because we're a family-friendly show, but man, that Did stuff grinds my gears. Something similar when Montreal scored their uh, empty net goal the other night, and there was like, uh, I want to say Suzuki was going to celebrate, and um, Couturier, like, just leveled them behind the play in the middle of the ice for no reason. Like, Suzuki skating by, threw him, like, the two-hand push, started a scrum at the end of the game something it was very similar to what you're describing well suzuki did he padded carter hart on the head after so i would have dummied suzuki too after that you don't touch my goalie after he lets in a goal like trying to be this cocky young kid so that is fine with me couturier i'm all for that i'm on his side like i I would have beat the tar to him and if if i was on the hawks i would be going irate on patch ready i'd be just losing it like i think that's garbage hockey I know fans like, oh, you got suspended, Scott, and this and that. Like, whatever. I think that is garbage. At the end of the game, when the coach would put me out to fight, I never would do it. I'm like, the game's over. There's nothing to fight for. It's useless. So let's not just waste time. Like, let's just end this game. There's nothing There's nothing going on.
From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore, so everyone can benefit from TheraOne CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Worsland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with a revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device. When Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments, he created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still contain up to 30% filler, and these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get it to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the U.S., and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now, through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. So buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire but only until Labor Day. So go right now, like right now, to theragun.com slash bluewire. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. So visit NFLTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Anyways, moving on. You were talking about your Canucks, how happy you were that they beat the Blue. Why? Why do you like this Canuck? Why don't you like the St. Louis Blues, the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tim? Well, two reasons. One, I don't What's love your deal, the Blues. man. I don't love the Blues because they beat the Bruins last year. Oh, man. but I more than I don't like the Blues. I really like the Canucks team. I love an underdog story. I just I love Pedersen. I don't know what it is. I he's one of my favorite players in the league right now. He's so skinny. He's so like skinny and unassuming and like just doesn't even look like an athlete. But he's just he's just doing crazy stuff out on the ice right now. Um, Quinn Hughes is awesome. Besser is awesome. Horvat is one of the best anglers in the league right now. That the, the goals he's scoring in this in this playoff run is just incredible. Um, and they're having fun out there. There's there's a funny play where and another guy that I can't stand uh, on the Blues is um, uh, what's his name. Uh, Who's that? Pavelski. Huh? Pavelski. No, no, on the Blues. Oh, on the Blues, sorry. Right winger that everyone just gets under everybody's skin. Perron. Yeah, David Perron. Yeah, he's He's going back on the bench. And uh, and the way that rink is, like, there's there's only a piece of glass between the two benches. And whoever the backup goalie is, maybe Demko uh, on the Canucks. So he like grabs Perron's stick. So Perron's trying to get on his bench, and he can't figure out like what, like what's stopping him. And then he sees Demko's just got his stick from like around the boards, and Perron's just like yanking at it, trying to like, hey, what the heck? It's pretty funny. We get the Canucks are having fun out there. 
and they're, they're, they know there's no expectations. So they're, they're playing with house money right now, and they're winning right now against the, the reigning cup champions. So it's just a fun team to root for. Yeah, I gosh, with Tarasenko, he's done. So even if the the Blues win, he's such a big part of their team. I don't see them, you know, making any noise after this round. But it is the Canucks are a fun team. You nailed it right on the head. They they get up and down the ice. They have good young defensemen on the back end. They have some pretty exciting forwards. I don't like how you body shame Pedersen though. It's not nice. <laughs> this is 2020. I don't want to get any emails, so I I accept all kinds of bodies. You know, I'm not like Tim. I take, I, everyone's accepted at dropping the gloves. So not acceptable, but yeah, I think they should advance. They play tomorrow. Right. So that, that'll be an interesting series. I've actually watched a handful of those games and I still stand by my fact that Pedersen's like, every time I listen to those games, the highlights just Pedersen, Pedersen, Pedersen. Awesome. The other person who stood out is Ryan, o- Ryan O'Reilly. Oh my goodness. He's incredible. He is so good at everything. He's so incredibly good. Yeah. We talk about bad trades with Toronto. What is what are the Sabres fans thinking right now? They traded no. Ryan O'Reilly for yeah. Vladimir Sabatka, Patrick Berglund, and a first round draft pick. So basically, essentially a first rounder, which ended up being the thirty first pick because the Blues won the Cup. It's like Ryan O'Reilly is one of those guys. There's only a handful of them in the league who can do everything, and they do it at an elite level. There's very few. I don't know how you give him up. I, I just don't understand it. He was not on a big contract. The same, there, there's a reason bad teams stay bad, and that's exactly it. It just they, they trade away their biggest asset, and they get absolutely nothing for them. The 31st overall pick, who's probably going to be hot garbage based on their draft picks in the last few years. So anyways, he is carrying this Blues team at this point. His line has just been on fire whenever they're on the ice it's just fun to watch they buzz around they're good good team so that one will go to seven i think because there it's just it's just too good of a series it really Don't is forget now though um that he was he came up through the avalanche and he was traded from the avalanche to buffalo so he's been yeah. traded twice now which is crazy but the avalanche got a decent return for him like nikita zodorov yeah he's a good player Grigorenko, like, jt Grigorenko. Yeah, so he's he's a good player, Zadorov. He's still anchoring that back end for the uh, for the Avalanche. So it's not like they got a bag of pucks and a prospect, which the Sabres got. Berglund quit the team because he didn't want to play there anymore. Buffalo's like, can you come and play, please? We'll give you $4 million. Berglund's like, nah, I'm good. I'll see you. I'll see you later. And I love playing in Buffalo, but the, that's pretty telling when you're going to give a guy $4 million to play hockey and you're basically telling him he'll be in the top two lines, and he gets to play with Eichel and like really high end players, and he just goes, "Yeah, you know, nah, I'm good. I'm just gonna stay home." Sorry. And then Sabatko is kind of a wash. He was he didn't really pan out there, but oh man, Ryan O'Reilly, how can you be a GM in this league? It would be so hard to pull the trigger on a trade when you have such high end talent going both ways. It's like right. man, this could ruin me. This could absolutely ruin me. The Taylor Hall trade for Adam Larson. In Edmonton, uh, it's like okay, I'm gonna get the we need a defenseman. I'm gonna give away this like just stud, and then he goes out and wins the MVP the next year. It's yeah, like, oh. I mean it's 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 easy to be an armchair quarterback too, right? Like like he wasn't the player who he is now when they traded him, right? Like he's he's effective. We don't know how good he's gonna be. How do you know that? Like, hey, why don't we trade our whole defense because Shane Gostisbehere is our guy. He's putting up 65 points. He's our stud for the next decade and a half. 
and now he's the healthy scratch. Like you don't know, you don't know how the players are going to work out. Michael Delzato, when he came on the scene, he was so good. Three years later, he couldn't make a roster. You know, it's just it's crazy to think like how it would have seemed obvious that he was such a good player to build around. And you see the same thing happen all the time. The reverse happens. Larson, just as well. are you talking about Larson? No, no, I'm just all players in general. Like, yeah, I do feel like when teams reach because they need defense, they usually end up losing those trades. Like if I really need a D-man or my back end struggling and I'm willing to give up a high end forward, the team that acquires the defenseman usually ends up losing that trade. Yeah. Toronto. That's just from what I've, what I've seen because it's, it's, it's hard to find a top end talent. Like a, a guy who can drive the play and put points on the board consistently, that's very hard to find. You can find guys who are skillful and can put points up every you know second or third game, throw one in there. But to find a guy who can put points up every game, that's tough. To find a guy who you know you're going into this game, a Ryan O'Reilly, a Taylor Hall, this guy's going to do something and put points on the board. Those are hard to come by. So you, you might want to hold on to them. That one's a keeper, Tim. You might want to, you might want to hold on to that one. What's that movie, Dumb and Dumber? What's that? I use uh, 575000 for a Lamborghini. You might want to hold on to that one. So anyways, so we got the Capitals Islanders going tonight. Yep. So were you going to say something and I cut you off? What were you going to say? I was about to say the same thing. The game tonight, who, who do you got? I think the Capitals again. Mm. I think they're going to take this one and they're going to make this a little bit more interesting going into game six. I hope so. I want an exciting series. Like the Stars and the Flames, it's not sexy to me. It really isn't. And I don't know how to verbalize it more than that. I just don't find it interesting. Maybe it's because I'm not from Calgary. I don't know. I just don't. The Blues and Canucks is an interesting series. I like that one. But I just want something. I want some more jam. The Canadians, Flyers isn't really – none of these series is doing it for me, honestly. None of them are. I'm trying to fabricate something that isn't there. And I'm just being completely honest with everybody. I want to get on to the meat and potatoes of this playoffs. I want to get some sexy matchups. I want the I want the Blues and the Avalanche to go at it. I want the Lightning and the Bruins to have at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do this. Let's get some Stanley Cup contenders going head to head. Like get, get the Coyotes out of here. Go. Let's get to the good teams because there is eight good teams that'll end up out of this. And any one of those eight, I could see winning the Cup in a way. But there's really only four. There there really only is four Tim, right? There's really, really only four. I mean, one series I will say has been a lot of fun to watch is the, the Philly-Montreal, even though, like, these teams aren't crazy exciting, but these teams do not like each other. The scrums after every whistle. It's so cool to see Montreal. I mean, they, what, game two or three, they won 5 nothing. Game five, they, they won. They're, they're not going down without a fight. And this is a Philly team who was rolling over everybody for the last two months. So uh, it's, really, it's really cool to see. This is a fun game. That was another one where, but by the time we record our next episode, this is probably going to be done. They're going to be uh, that series is going to be over. So, you want to make any predictions on that? The the Stars and the Flames, or the Flyers Philly, and the Canadians, or what? Philly Montreal. I think Philly will win that series. I think, regretfully, I think all the Canadian teams will lose out. Yeah, I think the Flyers will win. The Blues will. Come back and win, and I think the Stars will win. And it'll be all, all American teams. As much as I hate to say that, I, I think that's what's going to happen. But the one Canadian team I could see winning is the Canucks, just because they're up three-two. Yep. I think the Stars will win tonight to close it out. I think the Capitals will win to make it three-two. 
and the Flyers will win the next game and win it four to two. That's just my. But I'm I'm nobody. I'm just predicting. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want I don't have a dog in this fight. All right, you want to talk about local hockey? I have a little bit of an issue for you. Hit me. So my local team here, Jolly Pumpkin, we're a tight tight knit group of guys. We have a text thread with our whole team on it. Then we throw some trips around. It's all in good fun. We get a picture sent out this week that shows the guy who pretty much started our team, Hank, and it's him celebrating with our biggest rival, Union Street. And I guess they played in a tournament this weekend, and it was all of Union Street and Hank, and they won the tournament. What? Isn't that insane? Hank? I had the same reaction. So I sent out a text. I think I called him some name. It's just, it's really, it's like, it's like Chara in the summer going and playing with the Canadians in a drop-in tournament and winning like a tournament. Chara would never do that. Chara's got integrity. I mean, I don't know about this Hank guy. I'm upset. I want to kick him off the team. I'm having second thoughts. It's our biggest rival, Union Street, who chickened out to play the final game this year because they didn't want to get the COVID. And now they're playing a tournament in the middle of COVID because they didn't want to lose to us in the finals. It's just, there's so many layers to this. I I can't wrap my head around it, but. Oh, it's a soap opera. Yeah, I'm hooked. So Hank now is, is the starter of a team. You said the founder of a team. Yes. He, he was one of the older guys who started Jolly Pumpkin and he's, he's like the backbone. He's, he's a good guy. You know, he, he plays well. I think he played minor, minor pro. He's a decent player. He's getting up there in years, but he still competes hard. He falls he falls down sometimes now, but that's okay. You know, we accept that. But, but Hank, up, as the starter of a t- Hank, What's as the starter of a team, you get to decide whether he should be kicked off or not. No, I think it's a democracy here. This is not a, not an oligarchy. We 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 decide as a team. So I don't know. I don't know. We need to have a serious look at this because. Stuff doesn't fly usually, and I, he's, he's going to have to really apologize, but he's doubling down. He's like, yeah, we had a great time, and we're going golfing later. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I need, I need a comment from Hank. I need, I need a public statement. He's not coming on the podcast. And I told him, I said, we might bring Jerv back if you're out. Like, this, this might be a reason to bring Jerv back into the fold because he's off the team. I kicked him off after last season, after everything that happened with him. So Does he know that he's off the team? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I think in my mind he's off the team. We gotta we need to do a lot of adjustments for our roster. The defense is set. Our defense is the best in the league. It's our forwards who need to be shaken up a little bit. I don't need our one of our veterans canoodling with the other team on a weekend at a tournament and they go, Oh, this is the best. You know, we won the championship. It's like, well, Jolly Pumpkin wasn't invited, Hank. Why don't you get Jolly Pumpkin in a tournament, Hank? We could have won. Would you have played? Oh, without a with in a in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. Love, love hockey. I play anytime, anywhere. Just tell me when. Stinking Hank. That just grinds my gears. Stuff like that. And it's just men's league, but it's all about loyalty. You know what I mean? What kind of message does that send to the younger guys on the team on what kind of, what behavior is acceptable, you know? It's just the way it is these days. It's just the way it is. No one has any loyalty. There's no backbone. There's no morals in society anymore. Kids just do whatever they want. They sleep around. Oh, we don't have to commit to anything. It's like, no, it's not how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to commit, and you're supposed to honor your commitment, good, bad, or otherwise. That's it. Hank calls himself Hank. Well, John, I'm really sorry. I had no idea you were going through this. I know. 
I, I, I hide it pretty well. Anyways, I don't know. And then the, the team sponsor won't even give us a team meal. It's Jolly Pumpkin, a really good restaurant in town. Get a, give us a team meal, Polly. Maybe some New Jersey's. <sighs> All right. I got that up. Much. Sorry, everybody. I know you don't <laughs> care about Traverse City Senior League hockey. It's just it's frustrating. I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. Maybe. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And then I don't even know if our league's going to start. Hopefully it does. The Wieners from Union Street can play in a tournament, but they, they can't play in the regular season. Some of the, uh, the, the open ices have started, like the drop-ins and stuff. I don't, I don't do that. I just step on the ice for game one. I don't practice. I play just, I think, 25 games, and that's it. It's a lot of games. I, I ain't got time. I think it's once a week for like half the year. So that sounds about right. Sounds about right. But anyways, Tim, any other big news we should talk about? No, no. I'm excited to see how the rest of the games play out this weekend. And then we have to get uh, maybe Sharpie back on next week to talk round two, huh? I need you to get out to my, my property and help me put windows in this weekend. Let's just focus on that. No. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah, one thing at a time. Yeah. And your Tim Tim's shoulder looked good, too. Yeah, it did. It held up. As long as nothing over my head. But other than that, I'm good. He was, he was pushing some serious weight around. I was very impressed. Oh, yeah. All right, Tim. Well, I will see you this weekend. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed this rant that I gave of my team. I'm sure you didn't, but what are you going to do? Next week, we'll really lock in on round two because, yeah, like Tim says, I think all these uh, these first-round matchups will be over. Thank goodness because they're not – there's nothing sexy about them, Tim. And I like – in my life, I like to surround myself with sexy things. This is how I live my life. I recognize Thanks that immediately sexiness. about you. When I look in the mirror, I just wink. Hey, sexy. <laughs> right, it's about time for John to go down for his nap here, huh? Oh, my word. That's too funny. All right, everybody. I will see you. Knock, Tim, knock, knock. Oh, I have a good one for you. Okay, who's there? Boo. Boo who? Don't cry, Tim. It's just a joke. <laughs> I have a really good knock, knock joke, but you have to start it. Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't know. that's a good one i'm gonna use it they won't get it i I forget where i read that somewhere like the last week i was just crying laughing i couldn't wait to use it on somebody that you started that's really funny all right i like that (laughs) all right tim well get back to work everybody we'll talk to you next week i hope you're doing well and peace out Cheers. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams at events. Major League Baseball, back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ori. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sport news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Dropping underscore Gloves. For episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways, check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. 
It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time. Thank you.